Colorful like every occasion We a global podcast, not a radio station If you bump us in the car, that's a city no fishing Get your mind right, shine bright Every place I highlight, tell my chest and point to God Cause only that is my guy, beat us for a lifetime Motivate with my rhymes, two H's up in my name Have hope that is the guideline Hey, what shall be spazzing now? Homie, you can have the clout People joke that about me, guess what? I'm the one that's laughing now Oh, pardon me, starving me I'm just getting started, G Bloodline from the islands, man My family, where them farmers be? We done, we rehearsing Time to lift the curtains Time to put musicians Every one of them determined We gon' hit the surface With Filipino hip-hop And Filipino R&B Hey, it's time to lift off This is heavy rotation, uh This is heavy rotation, uh This is heavy rotation Got that flavor for your ear For like every occasion, uh Number one for Filipino hip-hop and R&B. This is Heavy Rotation. Welcome to Heavy Rotation. My special guest is originally from San Diego, now based in Los Angeles. She is known as a singer, songwriter, actress, and an event producer. She has shared the stage with likes of Ja Rule, Ashanti, Maya, Ruby Ibarra, and JR. And she's dedicated to developing creative communities for minority youth throughout San Diego and beyond. She quotes, I want people to understand that they are the driving force behind my passion. If what I'm doing isn't for the people, by the people, then there's no purpose in who I am. Her previous single, Heaven on Earth, has earned over a million streams on Spotify and she's here to talk about her latest release titled Say So. Heavies, please help me welcome Roanne. Hey, how are y'all doing? Or how are you doing, I guess? It's funny that I think about this is that the last time you and I saw each other was about a year ago at the Padre game when you performed at Filipino Heritage Night. And ironically, I just saw ads for that coming up again. I just thought to myself, like, man, I haven't talked to Rowan in almost a year, but it seemed like it was just a couple months ago. Yeah, that crazy. Honestly, it really did seem like it was just yesterday like i remember that day so vividly and but yeah it's wild this honestly this whole year or i'm sorry the whole last year was just so like go 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 for mm-hmm. me but in the most beautiful of ways that i'm just like dang what even happened when <laughs> i know right it's so crazy and it, the, the other reason I'm, I'm bringing you here today is because you have a brand new song and you know me especially when it comes to you i'm definitely a fan of yours and what the minute sure. i hear you got a brand new song i'm like Rowan. I need to hear this brand new joint. So yes. we're going to talk about that a little bit later. But you had some big changes since we were talking about last year. You had some big changes that happened to you last year. Uh, number one, you quit your full time job as a nurse to go mm-hmm. in full time as an artist. Number two, you moved from San Diego to L.A. to f- focus on being an artist. Mm-hmm. Number three, your song Heaven on Earth just hit over a million streams on Spotify and then collectively over 150,000 on YouTube. So how do you feel right now? Because those are oh. some big, major changes in your life. If I could describe it in one word, I feel liberated. This has been the most thrilling and exhilarating journey for me. I would be lying to you if I said it wasn't scary because 1000% it is, you know, especially leaving my career and even moving out of my hometown. These are all comfort things for me. And so for me to just pick up my feet and go and say, all right, I guess we'll just see what happens from here on out is truly scary because you're betting on so many things. But I feel like I said, I feel liberated and I feel the most light, you know, that I've ever felt that in probably all of my life. And I don't think I see myself going back to like 
all the things that I walked away from to get here for sure. And there's a quote that I, I love telling artists when they're in those situations where they don't know what to decide or what to pick. And I, I take it from the movie Leap. There's a quote in that movie that says, if you don't leap, you'll never know what it feels like to fly. And mm -hmm. so, you know, for me, my, the, the first thing that comes to mind is, you know, you had a, you know, a very stable job as a nurse, you know, of course, being a Filipino in this community, you have to be a nurse, you know, that, that was the thing you had to do it. What was the motivation or the determining factor that really gave you the courage to say, you know what, I'm just going to drop all this. I'm going to take this leap. Uh, I'm going to take this leap of faith, if you will. And yeah. I'm going to go all in on myself. I was actually the one that put myself into nursing school. Um, I, I come from a family of musicians. My mom has owned a music and dance school um, and has been a music and dance teacher basically my whole life since before I was born. And you know, my brothers are dancers. So when I was in high school graduating, I was 17 at the time. And at that age, you kind of just feel like you need to have everything together. I don't know why we think that way. I don't even know why we think that way now. But I thought, okay, I've been performing all over San Diego at this point, like getting a record deal and getting all of this is going to be a walk in the park for me. I had no idea there was another world of music that I was missing out on. So when I put myself into nursing school, it was because I felt like I needed to do something with my life. So I actually told my mom, hey mom, I'm gonna go to, to nursing school. And at that point, my mom was kind of just like, you know, every week I'm telling her I'm gonna be something different. And so, but I will never forget that when I told her, I'm gonna go to nursing school, she, her response was literally, for what? And I was wow. like, um, because I need to do something with my life. And she was like, Rowan, like, you know, I'm not forcing you to figure out what you have to do. You're only 17. I don't know why you're rushing yourself. Why don't you take time to figure out what it is you actually want? But I can be very stubborn. So I was like, no, 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 this is what I want. Like I had thought out my whole life as a nurse and I went into it. And I remember after my first year of nursing school, I was waiting to take the boards exam, but I already started working. I was like, wow, I really hate this. Mm -hmm. And I just thought, freak, what the heck did I get myself into? But I stuck with it. I was a nurse for seven years. I'm still, I'm forever going to be a nurse. You know, I will never take that, that title away from me. But um, I did it for about seven years, but I was always one foot in, one foot out. And um, a funny thing is, is I worked through an agency my whole career as a nurse. And I'm a firm believer, obviously, that everything happens for a reason. But when I tell you, Marlino, that I could not secure a job for the life of me, even five years in, I tried applying to Kaiser, like even new people that worked at Kaiser, because, you know, that's like kind of like the gateway to get in there. I could not for the life of me get a job that would have me be vested and tied down. And I'm just like, what the heck is it? And um, so the agency life always worked for me, which which honestly was great because it was like, I could take time off of work and not, it doesn't really affect me. And then when I wanna go back into work, I'll just jump back in. And I did take some breaks here and there. When I first went into nursing school, I didn't have anything to do with music. I just didn't want to. I was so discouraged. I was like, this is, that was dumb for me to even think that I can pursue something like this, you know? But when I, when I did start getting back into performing and getting back into writing music with my friends and 
you know, just performing locally, I was just like, man, it's not too late for me, actually. Like, I don't need to walk away from this. Thankfully, I started meeting a lot more people up here in LA that I started working for, for songwriting and everything like that. So there came a point in time, I believe it was like 2019 into 2020, where I was up in LA, honestly, like three times a week. And it would be where I would, you know, work my seven to three thirty job and then go home, take a shower real quick and then book it up to LA to make a session by 9 p.m., stay here until 12, book it back to San Diego, sleep for three hours and do it all over again. And um, it was just, it got so taxing, but I was, I was kind of mindlessly doing it. I was like, yeah, yeah, this mm-hmm. is just what I do. But then I really thought about it and I was like, no, 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 this is what you're doing. So why not just go for it? So December 2020, I just decided I was going to move to L.A. And I found a friend that was also interested in moving up here. And I was like, oh, let's just look for a house. Found a house, applied. And I was like, oh, two weeks later, I mean, a week later, they're like, congrats. Like, you know, you guys got approved. I was like, oh, crap, we're moving to L.A. (laughs) And I tell you, everything was just so impulsive. But I always knew I wanted to do this. I've been wanting to move to L.A. since the first time I visited. I don't remember how old I was, but I was pretty young because I just felt like, you know, I can get stuff done here. Yeah, It it was weird. Like, you know, you're so young and you already have that mindset. So when I moved up here, I told I told myself actually in San Diego, when you move up to LA, you're not going to move up there to do or be the same things that you are in San Diego. So hustle hard, do what you got to do and move up there and grind. So I moved up here and um, unfortunately, like a year into me living, I don't know, like six months into me living here, that's when my grandmother had passed away and then I got out of a five-year relationship that I was in. So my world kind of just felt jumbled. And I was like, man, I need something to keep me distracted because I can't just be at home all day. And um, I had a friend find me a job. And so I started working there. It was cool for the first month, but then I felt so physically out of alignment, but then I stuck with it. You know, we were in the thick of COVID and I was just like, well, nothing's really on and popping right now. Not really thinking about all of the other things that I could be doing to keep myself sustained as an artist. But yeah, I mean, going back to, I believe everything happens for a reason. There were events that started happening at this job that I felt like were signs to me from God, like, how many more things am I going to have to show you for for you to understand I'm not trying to keep you here anymore? This was a great foot in to like help you cope with whatever you were going through, which by the way, I do not suggest to distract yourself from things <laughs> that you have to deal with. If you got to deal with something, deal with it. Go talk to somebody, do something to help you. Um, but yeah, more and more events that were a lot more stressful than the last event started happening. And finally, I was just like, I can't take it anymore. I'm doing everything that I said I wasn't going to do. And, you know, all of these things, like I'm starting to get stressed at this job. I'm so young still. I'm seeing things like, you know, an average person like shouldn't see. And it was just a lot. So then at that point, I was just like, I'm either going to burn myself dry at this job and not even have, you know, the strength or energy to do anything else, or I'm just gonna take a leap and and go. And and also around that time too, that's when Heaven on Earth dropped and all these great things were, you know, happening. So I was just like, yo, it's as the as the chaos is happening at this job, everything is culminating and like coming together in my other life that I actually really, really want. Yeah. So it was just like, yo, pick, pick and choose. And like, just like you shared a quote, I share a quote with a lot of people too, where I say, you know, more, more times than not, 
say you have two beds to choose from and the bed that you're currently laying in is a bed that's really uncomfortable and concrete and cement and it kind of sometimes feels like thorns are in your back and then people are telling you and you can feel the energy of this other bed you can't really see it but you know it's a lot more comfortable than where you went most of the time we're going to stay in this bed because this is what i know right but if you take a leap then you would then find oh man it's a lot more comfortable than where i was it's just i just gotta you know put my my big girl pants on and just jump and and believe in that so it was kind of those all right bro come on whatever it is you got to make a decision because you i felt like i was at a crossroads of like yeah they're gonna pick this miserable life but at least you know when the money's coming in and you know what to look forward to you know what you're gonna do every day or just have faith and go and serve your purpose for real like what you were placed on this earth to do so it was honestly many defining moments because I even I even stopped working for a while while I was in San Diego, just because I was mm-hmm. like, eh, this is not what I'm supposed to be doing. Wasn't even working on music either, but I just knew that that wasn't what I was supposed to be doing. And so I stopped. But yeah, yeah, finally, I was just like, yeah, I'm not I'm not going back. I'm not going back. I love that, man. I, I, I commend you for the courage because, you know, the, the irony is you lived in San Diego and you moved to L.A. L.A. is only about 70 to 80 miles away from San Diego. So it's it's mm-hmm. far, but it's not that far. So I can really because I moved from San Francisco to San Diego, which is an eight hour, seven and a half hour drive, you know, right. 500 miles away. And so, I mean, a lot of the stuff that you talked about, I kind of felt that same thing, too, um, mm-hmm. because, you know, it was just going all in, you know, betting on yourself and then trying it. And then I think one of the things that my cousin had told me when I left was, if it doesn't work out, you can always go home, right? Yeah, and so exactly. I, I, I think I have to commend you for, for at least taking that step forward and to taking that leap and to going into LA to see if it works, you know what I mean? Yep. Everything that you just described reminded me of this quote I literally just heard not too long ago. And it was a metaphor between a cow and a buffalo. Have you heard of that analogy before? Mm-mm. So they say when a storm comes, buffaloes tend to go towards the storms and they mm-hmm. they tend to just kind of let it go through them versus cows tend to go away from the storm. They try to run away from it. And what ends up happening is the storm catches up to them. So now they're in the thick of the storm, just sitting there like, what do I do? You know, like right. versus the buffalo then already advanced and the storm just kind of bypasses them forward Mm -hmm. so everything you just described kind of reminded me of that and i think that's a choice that we can pick you know do we want to be a cow or do we want to be a buffalo do we sit in that storm or do we go through it get through it and let the storm kind of work itself out and that's exactly how i was feeling i was just like man i know all the great things that this job brings me but i also know the emptiness that i'm feeling and i know how crappy i feel so Mm -hmm. at that time i was like i don't know what this feels like yet to go in it fully vested and to be real with you i'm still kind of inching my way in it's like i had a toe in before and now i got one whole foot in but both of my feet to be honest with you are still not completely completely in Um, And I say that because when I left my job, you know, a friend of mine was opening a like just a retail store. And then I was like, yeah, I've never I've never worked a retail job in my life. Why not try it? So like leaving my nursing job, I just found another pacifier to suck on real quick, you know, and and honestly, it's because we think about these things. It's like, okay, well, if I go in it, I don't know where my finances are going to come from. That's a huge thing. Right. I'm going from leaving a consistent paying job that pays really freaking well to 
all right, well, where's this money gonna come? So when another opportunity came where it was like, oh, can you help me out with this retail store? I'll pay you some. I was like, yeah, sure. And it's like, it is bringing in some money. It's obviously not bringing in nurse money, but it's bringing in nut, like, you know, better than nothing. Yeah. But then, but then I did realize as of recently, I was just like, yeah, I can't, I can't do this either. Cause I'm still sucking on a different pacifier when I really just got to like, just somebody push me in <laughs> and I'm ready yeah, to go take yeah. the leap. So now, I mean, I mean, you know, obviously, like I said, I just made that decision of like, okay, I'm going to, I'm going to leave this one too. And for real now, just completely only focus on music and music projects and business that revolves around that so yeah i'm in i'm now in a different transition out but i'm basically in it already so yeah that's cool now i want to talk about that a little bit later too kind of like what steps you're taking right now as you're trying to move forward but you know for those who may not know who you are for one me i know for a fact like you are like a secret weapon Um, you're like one of those artists that are very under the radar but like I want the world to get to know who you are because to me you're an amazing artist I mean not only that I noticed you because you were um, that type of an artist um, but ironically we have mutual friends because I'm very close to your family which is ironic and I'm sure I've seen you at some of the weddings and stuff that we've been to and you were there I just found that out recently actually too like my family members that like you're friends with I was just like wait what like I didn't know that you guys were tight. I'm like, me and him are tight. <laughs> yeah, you know, and that's what I was saying. Like, I'm sure I was at one of the weddings or one of the parties that you were at and we just never crossed each other's path. Right. Um, but now, you know, kind of being in this industry and things like that, it's just, it's it, to me, you are one of those um, artists to look out for. And so, you, you know, I, I think that's kind of like my mission is to help artists like yourself really tell their story, get out there so that the world can hear you guys. Because mm-hmm. not only do I think you're an amazing vocalist, you're such a real person too. And I think that is is the part of an artist that tends to get overlooked. And to me, that's what makes a true artist is your character. And so, you know, if that means anything for you, um, you know, I'm I'm looking out and I'm, I'm hoping that you get to where you need to go. That means everything to me, man. Thank you so much. So let's start with maybe just a quick, brief beginning. Like you said, your, your family is immersed in music. When yeah. did you get your start? When did you realize like, yo, I got some talent. I'm gonna swag it out just a little bit, you know, for, for the fam and stuff like that when when was that moment for you i would say probably when i was 12 and i started actually performing outside of church and family parties my mom was the one that taught me my first song on karaoke because you know her and my father would always just like have karaoke playing or like i said her students would be at the house when i think when my mom realized i could sing there was no out for me so it was every church (laughs) event and i actually hated it i hated performing i hated singing and every freaking party that we'd go to be like sing for your family and i would be crying like crying yeah and i was just like i don't (laughs) do this like but then A friend of mine, Anthony, he joined our choir with his dad and brother and he plays guitar. And then he had asked me, oh, have you ever performed, um, you know, outside of places? And I was like, well, no, like not outside of my own school talent shows. And he started bringing me to like Sweetwater High School to perform out there. And that's when I was just like, oh, okay, I'm kind of good at this. Like, yeah, let me add my own flavor and let me be my own performer now. Um, So I want to say like when I was about 12 years, let's just say years ago, years ago. <laughs> yeah, we don't we want to we don't want to give that away yeah, just right yeah, now. Yeah, lots of years ago. 
but you know from singing that also stemmed uh you know for you to start your own event production companies in san diego you were producing like a weekly event you were also elevating helping other local artists kind of get their shine and things like that why Mm -hmm. did you decide to go in that route a lot of artists you know they kind of vet for themselves they want to get themselves up there but you chose to kind of not only be an artist but then you also gave back um yeah talk to me a little bit about that that all started because i was heavy on san diego doesn't know how to support each other like we're just you know everybody wants to just be this san diego all-star and whatever blah 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 and i was bitter for a long time because i was just Mm -hmm. like dude like our community i honestly felt like our community sucked and but so i was like you know what i could again like i could either stick with this narrative or i can be part of a change right so when i started putting myself out there i just realized oh shoot it's not that we suck because things do happen around here it's just we just don't know each other yeah and being an artist like you understand first what could be beneficial to you and what could be helpful to you and honestly i I wish more people would understand that like giving somebody else tools to be great will only help you be better right Mm -hmm. they say like when you teach something that's you learning it twice and for me i'm just like it doesn't matter like people just got to understand like when you decide to help somebody it does not take away from what you got going on or anything like that and um I don't know. I I just wanted to like help people because it's just like, dude, if I was in their position because I was once and I felt like there was nobody to help me, well, then I don't want to be that same person. You know, I I can only teach you from like my experiences, which honestly is a lot of experience. But like, what good is it going to do if I just keep that to myself? And to be real with you, I do want to create my own. um, So not only do I want Synergy to be like this production company where we just have showcases and everything I actually want to transform that in the next couple of years to be like a full vested agency and the whole reason for that too it just goes back to my childhood when I was younger I just kind of felt like I didn't see anybody that looked like me in the industry you are just now starting to see Filipinos because we see Asian people all the time in the industry like, like you know, we're starting to get um, noticed for like acting and everything. But Filipinos are actually starting to now be put in like mainstream media, which I love seeing. So for mm-hmm. me, representation is everything. And I'm just like, man, I want the next little Rowan, the little teenage girl who, you know, is just coming to her identity and loving who she is as a person even down to her sexuality for her to say okay i don't need to worry about all these odds that i feel like are faced against me like my whole company's purpose is if you got a dream and you have the drive then we're here to help you as well but we're not going to work harder for you you know what i mean and so that's really all it is is i just want to break the barriers too of like what this industry is honestly about and be a company that just accepts these artists because they just want to be artists like you don't got to do too much, you know. And again, all of this is all based off of my experiences. Yeah, yeah. Because I've been in situations too where it's like, oh, you know, you're a great artist. You're just not girly enough. I'm like, well, I haven't been girly my whole life, so I don't know. <laughs> I don't know where we're gonna pull that. I don't know what store to buy that out. Like, you know what I mean? It's just not me. Can I get um, a discount on that, please? Like, right, you know. <laughs> exactly. Like, do, does it come with a manual? Like, you know. So I just want to show people. It all starts with me. Like the I come as I am. The more that I show people that, the more people can understand, okay, I could just walk in myself too and walk in my confidence yeah. too. I don't have to be and and pretend to be anything that I am or am not just because I got a dream that I want to make big, you know? Yeah. So I, I, I really- love that. 
I, yeah, I love that a lot. I, that's why I created Synergy because it's just like, we got to go back to the art. And I talked about that a little bit in my Jordan campaign too. I was just like, we just have to go back to the art of it and protecting people's boundaries when they want to just, when they want to do something that involves being in this industry, because there's a very like distasteful side to all of this too. Yeah. Um, but the more of us that come together and understand what it's really about, which is just helping each other become better artists every day, how are we not going to win with yeah. that? And I love everything you said there because one of the big things that I think I took away from that was changing the narrative. And that's something, a term that I've I've heard for the longest time, right? It's it's mm -hmm. always that same scenario. You know, we always hear Filipinos aren't in the media. You hear Brett Rock saying, well, I've always saw Filipinos in the media because I was watching TFC. You just have to change the channel to, mm -hmm. you know, we don't always get the support, but that whole term right there, changing the narrative, I think is vitally important because I think we've seen that, you know, once social media happened, YouTube happened, you know, we did change that narrative. You started mm -hmm. to see a lot of Filipinos blow up, but they blew up on platforms that allowed them to celebrate themselves, be themselves, be on it. They didn't have to rely on mainstream media to focus on them. They actually were able to build their own following and things like that. And exactly. you know, for me, that was a big change that we made with Heavy Rotation too. Initially when it came out, you know, it was really a platform to, you know, get Filipino artists to be seen and to be heard. Um, right. But I changed that narrative as well where I said you know what it's it's great that we have these platforms but then there's also Spotify there's also also YouTube you know what can I do differently and so what right. I decided to do was really focus on um, legacy and Filipino excellence in music and so yeah. that's the mission for us moving forward is to really harp in on that and everything that you just talked about with what you're doing is really an example of Filipino excellence in music. I can't wait to to see what you do with that and to really yeah. help and develop and nurture and cultivate um, these next generation artists in addition to yourself. You know, I want to see right, right. I want to see you there, but then at the same time be that leader and bring all these other artists along with you. I think that's amazing. Yeah, for sure. Honestly, like that's what I tell people all the time. I'm like the whole goal is never even and the vision is not me in this limelight forever. Like, you know, what I really, I feel like, and you said the word legacy is everything. Like what I do with myself and, and this future company and the artists that develop from my company is really what is my purpose. Yeah. And I just feel like, um, I just feel like the important thing that I need to understand here is that it starts with myself, you know, it's just like a job. Like I remember comparing it to like my nurse career. It's just like there would be some nurses that are quick to tell, you know, nurse assistants how to do their job, how to do it better, whatever. But it's like you literally went into nursing school, graduated, never even had to work in the position that they're in. And it's so easy for you to say something. Mm -hmm. I don't want to I don't want to be that. I don't want to be that for my future company either. It's like, I can't tell an artist or advise an artist how to do things better or or sing things better if I don't put myself in their shoes first, yeah. you know? I'm always a student to the game. I always love to learn the different components of what make everything cohesive and work together. Like even in, even in acting, like I started acting a couple of years ago, but then like, you know, you, you would see me on some sets being a, a PA 
or learning about lighting or even script writing now because it's like why not learn yeah. all of the learn all of the parts before you want to put yourself in a position to try to tell people what to do basically I, I'm, I'm witnessing the first uh the next oprah but filipino version oh man <laughs> you get a car and you get a car you get a car <laughs> absolutely that's the goal here that's the goal really quickly legacy what type of legacy do you feel like you want to leave for your audience and, and all your supporters so when i hear that word it's just all about for me empowerment that's that's what i want people to feel when working with me you don't even have to be you know the next artist in my agency or anything like that or an artist that worked on my platform or performed on my platform but just anytime that we collaborate together i would hope that people feel empowered when they work with me because everything that we talked about earlier from feeling empowered to walk into walk in your authenticity feeling empowered to go for the things that you want to go for no matter how scary it is right having the courage to believe in yourself that's it and of course all of the other stuff will follow through like i would definitely love to be one of the pioneers that help shape the next wave of artists and and i don't know i i just say like the most authentic artist because like that's awesome. me i'm the kind of person like Yo, if I want to perform in sweatpants, which I have, I'll do it. Like, that's <laughs> and I've the seen most, it. I've seen it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Like, that's the most like, dude, I just want people to be them and be confident in being them because we already, especially women, like we face so much BS all the time, day in and day out. People in general being told of how you're supposed to move, how you're supposed to act. Like we judge each other so harshly for things that like, you know, before we even know a person and it's just so it's so beyond me. So um, in this industry, I just want to be one of the pioneers who people feel safe around and people feel comfortable to like be them, their true selves day yeah. in and day out. That's the kind of legacy that I want to leave behind. I, mean, I can't wait to, to see you get there. Um, and now, like you mentioned, you are working on a lot of stuff. So briefly tell me, what are some of the big projects you've been working on? Yeah, so um, today, actually, I just dropped a single exclusively on Bandcamp. Bandcamp is a platform that honestly, I was just put onto recently, which is amazing because a lot of people ask how they could directly support artists. And I think mm -hmm. Bandcamp, so artists, if you're listening to and you don't know about Bandcamp, let me put you on like I was put on. It's a platform where you could fund the artist directly. So when your supporters buy your music it's like itunes it's like buying a song off of itunes except you pay the artist directly and so that's pretty amazing but i'm utilizing it as a platform where i connect a lot more vulnerably with my my supporters and i say that because the songs that i'm going to drop on there might not ever see the light of day of spotify and apple music or anything like that some songs were written from extremely personal experiences I, i'm not a producer but I'll drop songs on there that I've produced and like sung over. So it's just like a, a, a deeper dive into my artistry. And like I said, if you look at my Instagram, I'm, I'm very open about my transition out of my career and everything like that. So it's just like you're going to see firsthand everything that I'm working on and everything of how I'm transitioning to make this a, a full time sustainability for me, you know. And then on top of that, you'll also be the one that has these songs exclusively to yourself because like I said they're not going to be dropped anywhere else but I do have other projects working on I'm working on um, so aside from the song that I dropped today say so I have another single coming out with two featured artists who I'm not going to name just yet you can you can text it to me later oh yeah I will for sure <laughs> um, but this song is so incredible because 
I don't think anyone's gonna expect to hear this kind of sound from me. And I was just gonna say that because before we jump right into the song, um, you know, hearing Heaven on Earth, there was a specific sound that you had there. This to me sounds a little bit more of a mature sound from your side. Right. So break it down on, really quickly just on, you know, how the song kind of came about. And then I want to go line by line really quickly as well with the song, um, just to get an idea of what you were thinking uh, beyond that. So this song that I dropped today on Bandcamp, it, mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> to be honest with you around the time that i wrote it i was very much invested in a very flirtatious situation and it was exciting you know it was very new it was exciting i was like oh wow um there's a lot of energy here so then i just wrote a song about it that's pretty much it and that's the crazy thing about songwriters is when you get into relationships, it almost is like if you were that other person on the other side, be careful what you do because a song will get written about you. <laughs> always, always. You know what? I think every single person that I've either dated or talked to for a while, which honestly isn't a lot of people, but each of them got songs. That's so funny. <laughs> so that was for each you. This songs. one's for you. This one's for no, you. <laughs> That's my Oprah moment. It's like, here's a song for you. Here's a song for you. <laughs> but yeah, some of the songs aren't out, but you know, it's just, it's so fun. <laughs> So let, let's dive deep into this song really quick. The song is called Say So. And so mm -hmm. I want to just go, I, I, you know, I'll kind of read the lyrics so we don't have to do it line by line, but you can kind of tell me what you're thinking of and I'll earmuff on certain parts just because, <laughs> you know, I know some of these could be uh, intimate moments here. But um, right, right. so the song starts off with, let me undress you, babe, strip you from you, from head to toe, love you, babe, back and forth, love it when you grind on me, whisper sweet what you need talk to me <laughs> so i mean it is kind of obvious but right. what what are you setting up here <laughs> uh the mood i guess the mood yeah yeah i don't know okay so next just line the uh <laughs> <laughs> just the mood <laughs> okay so we got the mood set and so the next part is bring me to a point of climax oh girl you keep me coming right back right back right back to you right so you got the mood i guess this is the action <laughs> or uh, even if not the action it's like you know you when you are just around a certain individual who just brings a different kind of energy into your life where it's like man like even in friendships where you're like wow that was a really great hangout i can't wait to hang out with my friend again later mm -hmm. that could that could be what that line is about it's just like you you bring me but you know intimately yeah sure it's the ex <laughs> okay let's get to the hook here so then the hook says um so you won't come and tell me love everything you need all you've been dreaming of no need to pretend girl this is real right now all you got to do is let me know whatever girl you need just say so say so whatever girl you need so yes. tell me about this hook a little bit like uh what what's the story here now so you got the mood, you got the action. So it's like, sometimes when things are so good, it's almost like it's too good to be true. But it's mm -hmm. just like, no, like this is this is real life. This is right now. The ball is in your court right now. I'm letting you take the wheel. So just tell me exactly what you want. You know, I feel like healthy relationships are an equal balance. Balance me, Libra. Uh, an equal <laughs> balance of submitting and then letting the other person submit too and i just feel like that's kind of where that line comes in of like 
we both know this is great. You're not in a dream. This is amazing. So what's up? What's whatever, up? whatever you need, say so. All right. And then the last the last uh, verse here goes, um, let's get into it. Your body's a blessing. Let me worship on it. I'm confident that when we together, I'm ready and willing. Love the way you get a hold on me. When I'm around you, I feel free. Yeah. Yeah. Line for line. That's my (laughs) Honestly, that is my favorite part of the song. It was just uh, like when y'all hear it, it's just so melodically beautiful. But um, it just means I think it just carries on from that hook. It's like, yo, you kind of got this hold on me, but it feels great. So whatever you need, Captain, I'm there. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, honestly, there's really nothing else to say. I mean, it's just straight to the point. Boom. Yeah. Yep. (laughs) Yeah. Straight so this point. song comes out. It actually dropped today exclusively on Bandcamp. So you can head to rowan.bandcamp.com to listen to the song. You guys can also purchase it on there. I don't know. I'm maybe I'll drop it one of these days on all other platforms, but you know, Say So is a great song cuz like you said it's a little bit more of the mature side of me. It's a complete 180 from Maybe not a complete, but certain degree difference from Heaven on Earth, for sure. Lastly, it's like the first baby that I drop on Bandcamp, you know, which I'm honestly excited to be on this platform. So, yeah. It's an amazing platform. So very excited for you. Thank you. Thank you. Once again, thank you, Roan, for stopping by, for talking with me. I, you and I can talk for hours. You know, I know you don't have that much time, so I don't want to take up too much of your time. But I know you and I can really talk for days. And so I just really wanted to get you on here to really talk about this brand new song of yours. It's called Say So. It's available on Bandcamp, exclusively yep. on Bandcamp. So make sure you go sign up, get this single from Roan. It's on there. Uh, Lasting, anything you want to say to anybody out there? No, I honestly- Honestly, thank you, Marlino. Like, always so supportive ever since we've met. And this is a connection that I deeply cherish. So I appreciate you. And also to anybody that's just rocking with me, I really, really appreciate you guys because I have some of the most loyal and amazing supporters ever. And I'm honestly just so grateful. And I'm excited to take everybody on this journey with me as we continue to elevate and, you know, just do the thing. So I'm super, I'm super blessed and thankful. So thank you. Heavy Rotation is the world's home for Filipino hip-hop and R&B. On our podcast, you'll discover Filipino artists, the stories behind their music, and exclusive live performances. Our original podcast first aired in 2007 to 2009 with the vision of creating a radio station with music exclusively by Filipino artists. In 2019, Heavy Rotation returned with the same dream spotlighting music by over 300 Filipino artists from around the world. Today, Heavy Rotation has evolved into a digital audio platform with a handcrafted, curated online radio station and podcast striving to amplify Filipino excellence in music. Heavy Rotation is produced from San Diego, California. Listen now to the world's first and only online radio station for Filipino hip-hop and R&B 24-7 now on our website, heavyrotation.fm. And make sure you guys follow us on all social platforms at Heavy Rotation FM. Thank you for rocking with us.